This is 10 Minutes of Science, a Women in Ophthalmology initiative supported by Johnson & Johnson. We have invited ophthalmologists who are leaders in their field to discuss a journal article of their choice. My name is Robin Troutbeck. I'm talking today to Sarah Hull. Sarah is a UK trained ophthalmologist who completed a PhD in paediatric retinal genetics at UCL and Moorfields in 2016. She is now living in New Zealand, working as a consultant ophthalmologist specialising in paediatrics, strabismus, and genetics at Auckland District Health Board and Auckland Eye. Her research focuses on inherited eye disease and optic neuropathies. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Can we start off by finding out what article you have chosen to review and why? So I've chosen um, an article called Three-Year Clinical Trial of Low-Concentration Atropine for Myopia Progression, uh, known as LAMP Study, and this is the Continued Versus Washout. This is their Phase 3 report. Um, and this is um, a large study based in Hong Kong, which I think has huge relevance um, for ophthalmology in general, looking towards the future. We know from World Health Organization estimates that 50% of the world will be myopic by 2050 and that 10% will have pathological myopia. And given the severe vision consequences from that, any potential treatment that could help slow myopia progression is something which is a as a paediatric ophthalmologist, um, I very much want to know about so I can use it in my patients. Excellent. So can you tell us what they did in the study? So in this study, they originally recruited 438 children. And um, this was a randomized placebo-controlled double-mask trial, so a very well-designed trial. And they were randomized into different concentrations of atropine. And this was based on some earlier studies, giving us a hint as to what might work. And they used 0.05%, 0 0.025%, 0.01% placebo in the original trial. So compared to our 1% atropine, these are obviously um, much lower concentrations. And after one year, the placebo group was all changed to the 0.05% group as they felt it was unethical to continue when they had such good evidence of it working. So in this phase three report, they um, took their three main concentration groups and they were split again into two in a random fashion. And one group, the treatment was stopped and in the other treatment continued at those doses. And they were really trying to answer the question of what would happen if we stopped treatment. So after two years of treatment, if we stop, is there going to be a big rebound effect? Will we lose all of our success that we've achieved? And so they were looking to see, would we have ongoing um, improvement in, in progression slowing with treatment um, and would we rebound? So what did they find? What were the results? So they found that um, not unexpectedly, the 0.05% continued to be the best strength and it continued to have a really good effect, more than double that of the 0.01%. Um, and this was really, I think, clinically significant. If we look at the three-year data, they found that um, progression over three years was minus 0.73 diopters versus minus 1.6 diopters between that 0.05 and the 0.01 concentration. Um, they showed that there was a rebound effect and the rebound was greatest for the higher concentrations and for the younger patients but it didn't rebound to such a degree that you lost the success you'd already achieved. 
So even just having two years of treatment was worthwhile. Um, and it showed us um, a number of other things. So it didn't look just at spherical equivalent and axial length. It looked at any side effects and potential complications. And they found that the treatment's safe and it was well tolerated. And they looked at pupil size, accommodation, and all of these things actually didn't seem to um, be negatively impacted, as you would expect from the high concentration of atropine. So that's good. So even on the high concentration of atropine, there was no problem with accommodation or pupil size. Yeah, exactly. It was a very minimal, it was like a 1.4 centimetre accommodation difference. <laughs> so clinically yeah. really not, not meaningful. <laughs> what did the authors conclude then? So their main conclusions were that the um, continuing atropine treatment is better than stopping treatment, that the 0.05% was more than double the effect of 0.01%. Um, and although there were rebound effects, um, that these effects were small from a clinical perspective. And that, again, that there's this good tolerance. So this was um, this has given us information for three years. Did they have any recommendations about the future, more than three years of treatment? Yeah, they do. And so they are continuing their study. Um, and so I think we'll have LAMP4 coming out soon. Um, yep. Because what we really want to know is if we're starting treatment in a four-year-old, um, yes. when do we stop? And we just don't know yet. Do we continue till they're 12? Do we you know, trial them off treatment after four years? And um, so there's ongoing studies now so that we can try and answer those questions. Was there anything in the study that could have been done better? Um, I think losing the placebo group was a shame, but completely understandable because it would have given us such interesting information about the natural history of myopia, yes. as well as just a very good comparison group. Um, they had about a 20% dropout over the three years, which I, I think is a reasonable number, really, when you think about a large study, but again, a shame. And that dropout was greatest in the lower concentration groups. Um, and it's a study that's based purely in Hong Kong. So this is great information for um, the Chinese population, but it doesn't give us information about our, um, our non-Chinese patients and whether this is all completely relevant for them. Do you think having lighter coloured eyes, the effect of the, the higher concentration of atropine would be significant on accommodation and pupil size? Quite possibly. Um, and I think we're going to need a lot of studies really to try and tease out um, all of these different questions. There's the Western Australia um, myopia study that's in progress and um, centred in Perth. That's looking at a 0.01% um, concentration. Um, and I think, you know, we need to understand what concentration works for which patients, uh, how long yes. to treat them for, when to start, when to stop. Um, and we've got a whole bunch of patients who don't meet their recruitment criteria here. So a high astigmatism, for instance, or have something else wrong with their eyes, you know, a syndromic myope, for instance, like a stickless patient. So we don't really know for all of these patients what the answer is. Do you have any take home messages? Yeah, based on the study, um, I, it's, it's really already having a big influence on our practice within Auckland and we have a very high Asian population and so it's directly relevant. So I think for any child who is myopic we need to be thinking about myopia control and this is a great first-line treatment although there are other treatments out there if this isn't um, tolerated or suitable. I think we have to remember though that 
Um, my EP is not just about trying to stop it with a treatment. Um, we need kids playing outside for two hours a day, and there's very good yes. evidence um, that that's actually really vital, that their behavioural um, change comes in as well. So in your practice, you um, would you'd recommend um, increased outdoor activity and low-dose atropine. What dose do you give your patients? Well, up until very recently, not putting not one percent, but we're now moving um, as a group to um, consider the not point not five percent as probably a better option for most of our patients. And as long as it's tolerated, then that can be continued. And we always have the option to move down if it's not. Yes. And, that, and it'll be really interesting to see and audit how our lighter coloured eye patients do. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming on today, Sarah. We've all learned something about atropine and concentrations and to recommend it to all our paediatric myopic patients. Thank you. Thanks very much, Robin. Thank you for joining us today on 10 Minutes of Science. See you next time.